Spafford opened his draft letter from the army. It was what his parents feared. He was being sent to fight at the front lines of the war. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Happy Thanksgiving. This episode is dropping right on Turkey Day. And I hope you eat all of the yummy food your heart desires today and spend good time with family. Tomorrow is Black Friday and Firmly Founded is giving your family a very special deal on our coaching memberships. Starting tomorrow, Black Friday through Cyber Monday 2021, you can get 20% off of a year in any of our memberships. The Firmly Founded team, college edition, or parent memberships. And that's 20% off of our current pricing, which will be going up on December 1st. Get access to our weekly calls and events, our video library, and get monthly private coaching. Plus, we have so many more things coming in 2022. Our memberships are going to be even more amazing than they already are. So go to firmlyfounded.com to get the deal. And now for episode 57, Quitting Porn. Private Spafford held tight to his rifle as he pressed his body up against the muddy side of the trench. Gray European clouds covered the sky as they had ever since he and his battalion got stuck here, unable to make any headway against the enemy forces. It seems like forever ago when he and his fellow soldiers first got in this mess. They've tried everything to make progress. Leaving the trench, trying to cross to the other side, they'd get stuck in barbed wire. There was a constant fear of stepping on landmines, and they'd have to retreat at the sound of heavy artillery fire. Some have even fallen back into their trench and received injuries, and some others still had even taken fire. On top of all of this, their general was always yelling at them to push forward. Get out! Move on! The war is at stake! Your future is at stake! The safety of your family is at stake! That didn't help. Realizing the stakes at hand didn't make facing the enemy any easier. It didn't make them suddenly surrender, or it didn't make their own weapons more effective. Spafford was about to give up, throw in the towel, be resigned to stay here forever in this miserable situation. But one evening, as Spafford stared blankly across no man's land, the space between his trench and the enemy's, heavy machine gun fire came from the other side, about 50 yards to the north. The enemy did this almost every night around 10 p.m. Scare tactics. It didn't even bother him anymore. But as Spafford stared at the enemy trenches in front of his squad, he had a thought he never had before. Acting on impulse, he climbed out of the trench and stood up on the parapet. No enemy fire came from the trench in front of him. He maneuvered through no man's land. Without bullets whizzing around him, it was a lot easier to navigate the barbed wire and notice landmines, even in the dark. 
he made it to the other side, held his rifle at the ready, and peered down into the enemy trench. Nobody was there. He was surprised, but also somehow wasn't. The enemy was fighting with half of the army than Spafford thought they were. And when their small battalions would switch, they would fire volleys of rounds on the north side as a distraction because their south side was completely unprotected. Spafford ran back to his trench. The next night, around 10 p.m., the enemy unloaded their machine guns on the north side. While they did that, Spafford led a troop of soldiers in a charge on the right. They navigated the barbed wire, the mines, and the posts, and got to the other side. The trench was empty, just as before. The soldiers crossed into enemy territory and waited in the bush till morning. At sunrise, back in the trenches, Spafford's general ordered his men to unload everything they had. As the enemy troop was engaging, Spafford and his soldiers attacked from behind. After an eternity of fighting, Spafford and his army took the front in a matter of minutes. From here, Spafford knew that victory was possible. Alrighty, that metaphor, the private Spafford character, is based on a real person's story, Zach Spafford, who is a coach, who's a friend of mine, who helps people stop unwanted behavior. And he is my guest today. Zach, What's welcome. up? Hey, <laughs> funny story. I was listening to that and my four-year-old walked in and she's like, I didn't know you had armies. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do, man. You, I, I do. So Zach shared his story with me, which I'll, I'll have him recap it. Uh, in just a second. But when I heard his story, I was like, dude, you are very much someone like so many people are feel like they're stuck in the trenches of trying to quit porn, right? Teens, adults, and everybody. And uh, you've had experience, right? Boots on the ground experience in that area. And when you found a way to beat it, you now lead others to do the same thing. So for me, it was like a very like, Zach, you're my hero, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Tell everybody your, um, your background. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I started looking at porn. I found porn for the very first time when I was playing uh, on a uh, playground in Dugway, Utah. If you don't know where Dugway, Utah is, no one else does either. It's not a place that anyone needs to know, but it's like this tiny little military base uh, out in the desert of Utah. And I was playing in a truck tire, you know, one of those giant, like a dump truck tire. And it always, they always smell like cat pee. I don't know why we ever played inside those things, but it it did. It was so gross. But inside there was this pornographic magazine. I found it and I was like, wow, I was about eight years old. And that was the beginning of this long journey, about 25 years of trying to figure out, wait, how do I quit? wanting to look at this? How do I quit, uh, you know, turning to this when I'm bored or lonely or tired or just stressed or any of those really negative anxieties that, that come up in your life. And for 20 odd years, I was really stuck. Like I went to the 12 steps, I went to therapists and I read all the books and I did all the things. And then one day we we had twins and my wife was like, I, I don't need you to go do those meetings anymore. 
I need you to stop going to counselors and I need you to stop going to 12 step meetings. And I need you, you can still meet with the Bishop, but I, which is our ecclesiastical leader. Right. And that's fine, but I need you here. Cause we had six kids, seven and under. True. That's, that's a handful right there. <laughs> it was a lot of kids and a lot of babies. Right. And so it was this moment where I like, I knew she needed me, but I also knew I didn't want to stop figuring this out. Like I had to keep figuring this out because it wasn't something I was stopping because my mom told me to, or my wife told me to, or any of that. It was something I wanted to quit because I didn't want it in my life. I didn't like how it made me feel. I didn't like how it made me into somebody who was hiding who I was. Right. And so it was that moment where I started to look inside and go, I, I got to figure this out. I can figure out anything. You know, if I got YouTube and the right wrenches, I could fix a car. <laughs> and, this, and I think it's the same thing with your brain. And so this is this idea that I can figure out anything. And I started to look inside and started to figure out the little steps and the, and the this and that. And I became what I like to refer to as the wounded healer, right? Somebody who has been through that injury has been through that process, has gone through the growth that's required out of that, you know, uh, struggle and now can help other people do the same thing. And, and that's what I do. That's what I love to do. I help you're, people. You're stop a hero. That, that's how I, I view you, man. You're a hero. So many Follow people. me into the trenches. We're going. <laughs> Let's go. Follow you out of the trenches, man. You're going to make progress. Because, right. because so many uh, teens that I talk to, like it's not uncommon for one of my clients to say, hey, can I, can I get coached on something else? I'm like, yeah, like what? And they're like, ah, I'm looking at porn and I want to stop. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, of yeah. course. You know, and I, I coach them on it, but like, this is your specialty, right? Yeah. And this is like, again, there's not a bishop in our church that I don't talk to that says, oh yeah, like every single, uh, you know, youth, especially young men, I know there's also young women as yeah. well uh, that, that I talk to are struggling, trying to stop looking at porn. Well, and that's, I think that's really an interesting reality. It, you know, we had this lesson recently uh, in June uh, that went to the young men and young women, and it was about how to avoid porn. Mm. And the truth is you're not avoiding porn. <laughs> it's there. You're going to see it by the time it's you graduate everywhere. high school. No question. So the reality is not, am I going to see porn? The reality is how do I deal with it when I do see it? And how do I create the person that I want to create the become the person I want to become if I don't want that in my life? And that's really what you and I have put together is a really great seven, eight videos on how you can start to el eliminate that habit from your life. If it's a habit currently, if it's not a habit, you know, this is, these are great techniques to keep it from becoming a habit. Yeah. Yeah. So what Zach just said was our official soft announcement that Zach and I teamed <laughs> up and made a course for uh, how teens can quit looking at porn. And it's great. What I want you to do, Zach, is I always give a secret for an awesome life every episode, okay. right? If you could boil down what we teach in the video, in, in the video course, what you teach your clients, if you can boil that down to one concise secret or step or method for our listeners today who maybe are listening, being like, oh my goodness, like I've been trying to stop looking at porn for, for ages and I felt trapped, what would it be? 
Yeah, I think that the one thing that I would tell anyone, most people who come to me and talk about pornography, most people who are struggling with pornography, they talk about it as though they're an addict. And what that really does mean is that I'm trapped, I'm stuck, I'm incapable. I don't have the capacity to change or choose. And the thing that I would say to absolutely everyone is, with the right skills, you can choose. You have agency. You have the freedom of choice to create the person that you want to be. Mm. And, and without that, nothing else matters. Yeah. So it's possible, right, to, to get yeah. out of that trench, right? It's possible to get yourself out with the right skills. You can create that freedom in your life. Yeah. And here's the funny thing about these skills. They're not the kind of skills that someone teaches in junior high or high school, college. You don't learn these in any of those places. And you don't even learn these often at like, if you're religious at church, you don't learn this stuff there either. This is, these are what a lot of people would call the soft skills of life that if your parents are good at them, you often kind of pick them up. Mm. If your parents aren't really good at them or they just kind of manage through them, then you don't usually pick them up, but nobody's explicitly going out and saying, hey, listen, if you just tweak this tiny little you know, thought, if you just manage your brain slightly by adjusting the way that you see this circumstance, then you're going to succeed that much further along, right? Nobody's telling you this stuff, except for Joey and me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so what is one of those mindsets, those paradigms that teens like probably have around porn that is not helping them. You mentioned one, you mentioned the, you're not like, you're not addicted, right? Don't view it that way that you're addicted. Uh, What's maybe another one? I think probably one of the biggest ones is that I'm a bad person for viewing this stuff. Most of the people that I talk to, one of the first things they struggle with is how horrible of a human they are Mm. because you know, they're told this is bad. This is bad behavior. This is unacceptable behavior. And that when you do this, you know, you're destroying your life. You're going to destroy your life. You're going to destroy the life of your future spouse. You know, you're going to destroy your work prospects, all of that stuff. And none of that's true. Like I, I never got fired from a job because I looked at porn. My wife still loves me. In fact, because of this trial, she probably loves me more because we had to grow up together. We had to learn to be better people together. So you're not terrible. And there's no reason to be ashamed of this behavior because it, I mean, it's built into you, right? Like the desire for sex is built into every human for the most part. And that means that this particular process that you're using is one that you're just going to want to channel versus one that you're going to want to hate yourself for. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I know when I talk to teens about it and college students as well, they're like, yep, this this is uh, tainting my life and who I am and everything that I do and what it what it means about me and, and all that stuff. And that stuff's not helpful. That's not going to help you stop looking at porn. In fact, one of the reasons you probably are looking at porn is because you hate yourself or you feel uncomfortable or you feel stressed because of that. And all of that story just adds more to that, which again, probably isn't helping you, you know, uh, take control of your life and start living in accordance with the values that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, when we beat ourselves up, 
you spend a lot of time punching yourself in the face, you're not going to see very clearly how to get away from it. <laughs> yeah. So let's just stop punching ourselves in the face and, and look at this objectively and say, oh, I see that this isn't something I want. Now, how do I view this so that I can choose differently? How do I understand this so that I can make different choices as I go forward rather than telling yourself I'm a terrible human for doing this? Because yeah. you're not. You're not a terrible human. You're a good kid. You, you are a great kid. Um, the last point I want to talk about is just because I know some parents also listen to this as well. Parents, I, I did put in a character that represented you um, and also could possibly represent somebody's wife, you know, or spouse who's looking at porn, right? That general character who was shouting, go, just, you know, make progress, get out there, everything's on the line, all that mm. stuff. Teens, your parents might be coming at you like a general, right? If they find out that you're looking at porn and they're coming at you like that general, uh, realize they just want you to get to victory, right? There is, it's probably coming from a good place, right? But Zach, what would you say to any parents who are listening? Yeah, I think the first thing that you probably need to do if you're a parent listening to this is you need to figure your own stuff out. Right. Because most parents, they're coming at this from uh, how does this reflect on me? Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously, that's quite often the, the main thrust. Right. So how does this reflect on me if my child does this? Um, how does this make me a bad parent? What if people find out? Right. Like, how, yeah. What will happen when people find out um, and how will that and, and, you know, lots of parents aren't in that position. So, you know, if that's not you, you know, don't feel bad that you're but start by figuring out, okay, how do I want to interact with this? What's the, what's the, what's the way that I want to approach this with my child? And the first part of that needs to be from love, hundred percent from love, right? Like they're going to have to figure this out. Like there's no amount of screaming or yelling or frustration or um, struggle that you can bring to that conversation that is going to help them solve the problem. Unless it's all done with love one and two with a guiding hand, right? So you got to figure out where you are in this struggle. If this is a struggle that you struggle with, it might be a lot of emotion going through your mind of like, well, you know, I don't like how this has turned out in my life. So you may want to, you know, stop and figure that out for yourself. So (laughs) yesterday morning and maybe like three or four times over the last week, my son, who is a swimmer, his practice starts at 5.30. So I get up at five and I wake him up and I get him out the door. I make sure he leaves the house, right? And then yesterday and probably four times last week, he drove to swim and went back to sleep in his car. Like at the swim practice? Like at swim practice. (laughs) Instead of going in, he went to sleep, right? And, And that to me just illustrated this reality that I can do all the stuff that I need to do on my end. And he still has to figure it out. He still has to be committed to change. He still has to be the one who is driving the behavior. Because I can't make him swim. I can lead him to the pool, but I can't make him get in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So if you're a parent, just kind of come from that mind frame. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Zach? It's, it was so much fun making that course with you. Uh, so fun uh, creating that story about you being an army hero. You will always and forever be an ar- army hero in my mind now. 
a war hero. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. <laughs> nice. Nice, Zach. All right. So Zach works with people who uh, want to quit behaviors, um, lots of different behaviors, I assume, but mainly quitting pornography. Zach, if somebody wanted to work with you, whether they were a teen, I understand you yeah. do work with teens of a certain age and up, right? Yeah, 16. Right. Most, most of the clients that I work with are 16 or older. I take some 15-year-olds, sometimes 14-year-olds, but not very often. Most of the time when it's a 15, 14 year old, even a 16 year old, a lot of the work needs to be done at the parents level. Yeah. Yeah. They need so, to learn the skills and teach the skills to their kids. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are a parent or a teen or college student or wherever, where do they go to find you? ZachSpafford.com. You can go to there. Or if you want to check out my content before you, uh, before you commit to anything, Go to Z, uh, at me on uh, Instagram. I think that's how you do it, right? You at on Instagram. You at me? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I'm old. You are. <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm with you. I just follow, follow him on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. My wife does all my Instagram stuff. Uh, follow me on Instagram, ZachSpafford.SelfMasteryCoach. I do all the content, but she posts it. So nice. it's, and you- it's a perfect c- scenario for me. <laughs> And you do have a a podcast, right? Yeah, you can listen to The Self Mastery Podcast. Yeah, so search that up. It is awesome. Uh, Parents, teens will help you kind of change your mind around uh, pornography. And, which we already announced, but we'll announce it again, Zach and I have just launched a course specifically for teens. uh, Teens quit. Quit porn.com, right? Teensquitporn.com. Teensquitporn.com. Go there uh, to check out this course. What is seven or eight videos long? And yeah. they'll do a deep dive of some of the stuff we covered in this episode, plus more. Uh, so go check it out there. Is there anything else, Zach? No, dude. I, I just let me, let me just lay one, one last thing out there. Uh, anybody who's struggling with this, you've got to know that you're loved. Like there is no question that someone in your life loves you enough to hear about this. Mm. And that you can talk to them about it because the more you can start, you know, taking this out of the shadow and into the, into the light and say, Hey, this is what's actually going on for me. The more likely you are to succeed. So find that person that you trust and that you love. Sometimes that's your parents. Sometimes that's not, Mm -hmm. Uh, but find that person and have that conversation with them. Awesome. Zach, thank you very much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. 2022 is just around the corner and Firmly Founded is growing. We have so many great things in store in the Firmly Founded memberships for next year. It's it's going to be truly epic. Get your team signed up for the only team coaching membership of its kind designed to teach powerful mental skills and emotional resilience, all while having a lot of fun. Parents can join our parent membership to get help on reaching and raising their teens. And college students can get graduate level mindset training on their schedule. Go to firmlyfounded.com to get access to life-changing coaching for your whole family.